Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, another episode of the C-Suite Hot Seat. My name is Jack Haddon. I'm a reporter with Capacity Media, and I'm delighted to be joined um, at this time by Kevin Vachon, the Chief Operating Officer, and Pascal Menzez, the Chief Technology Officer of MEF. Um, so I met um, Kevin and Pascal about a month ago from when we were recording this, about uh, two months from when you'll be listening to it, um, at their Global Networks as a Service event um, over in... Um, Dallas, Texas. Uh, and it was an amazing event. There was a lot of really, really interesting uh, points discussed around networks to service, around what the industry is doing, and around some of the challenges we're facing and some of the opportunities that will be coming up. So I'm delighted to have the guys here with me to talk about that event, some of the takeaways, uh, and dive into some of the initiatives that MEF unveiled at that event. Um, but yeah, without any further ado, let's hand over to the guys and, and hear what they've been working on. So uh, Kevin, I'll, I'll start off with you to say hi to everyone and let everyone know what you do at, at MEF. Well, hey, Jack, uh, thanks for having us. And it was great to have you attend the, uh, the G&E event uh, last month. So, yeah, as the title suggests, I, I'm the overall coordinator of, of MEF activities, including our, our committees and our staff and so on. But I'm also very active um, in the wholesale space, engaging executives into the MEF programs. I've been, uh, been doing this for about 17 years now. Amazing. And uh, Pascal? Yeah, thank you. I'm the Chief Technology Officer of MEF, as you stated. And basically, you know, I oversee a, a lot of projects and uh, work with the board, the membership, and uh, the technical advisory board um, to come up, you know, with the strategy of MEF technically and to make sure we execute. So. Well, thanks, guys. So we'll talk about um, the event, I guess, in a second. But um, just before we get to that, it might be quite helpful, Kevin, if you could give us a quick overview of kind of what MEF is and what you guys have been working on and a little bit of history. Yeah, sure, Jack. Um, you know, we started in 20, uh, or 2001, sorry, and, uh, you know, we're an industry association of a couple hundred members, 130 plus our service providers, uh, very global in nature, uh, you know, 50% America's, 25% EMEA, 25% APAC. You know, for the first 15 years or so, we were really focused on developing uh, standards, certification programs for, um, you know, carrier Ethernet, and uh, we really drove uh, an 80, what is now an $80 billion annual industry that, that work has been, you know, broadly adopted by the industry uh, all around the world. Um, and around about seven years ago, we, we kind of um, expanded our, our kind of work program, you know, quite dramatically. Number one is we started to focus on how we automate services end-to-end -end across, you know, multi-provider environments across the wholesale space. We call that lifecycle service orchestration, and the the kind of uh, focal point there are you know automaze, automation uh, APIs. What we call LSO APIs. Parallel with that, though, we branched out beyond carrier Ethernet, doing other kinds of connectivity standards, layer one, layer three, overlay standards for like SD WAN, moving up the stack to cybersecurity in the areas of SASE and zero trust, and you know now we're we're in earlier stages of of you know edge and multi cloud and so on. So. When you when you look at that work, the the significant standards that you know retail providers sell, uh, you look at the automation, uh, and you know the automation wise, we we have over 150 companies now that are either in production or or in our life cycle to get into production with our APIs. You you look at those facts and what what they essentially are are you know building blocks for what we see as a you know future forward looking network as a service offerings. And that sort of has taken us to where we are today in the GE event that you were at, where we uh, launched our first industry blueprint for network as a service, and essentially are in the process 
of repositioning the work of MEF under the umbrella or the leadership of network as a service. And uh, yeah, so that's where we're at today. Yeah, and I think it was the first time that you joined that event, right? So what were what were some of the key takeaways from you both um, coming out of the the inaugural edition? Kevin, maybe let's start with you. Well, I think I think the first thing is there's tremendous interest in the in the uh, in the topic. Uh, there are plans for virtually all you know service providers to uh, evolve their offerings to uh, to a NAS type offerings. Now, the second thing is it means different things to different people. Um, there's really a lack of industry kind of uh, coordination definitions and leadership, and that's the role we're playing. Uh, there's certainly a recognition that, uh, well, A, there's recognition that that leadership is required in the industry. It's also recognition that, you know, the NAS of the future will require a comprehensive global ecosystem to deliver services comprised of obviously the retail providers, wholesale, last mile providers, hyperscalers, mid mile providers, security companies delivering, you know, their offerings from the cloud. And, um, you know, I just saw, we just had a very positive response to the leadership that MEF is taking in space, the need for someone to sort of step forward and lead this. And uh, not just the need for someone, but the need for a qualified organization, uh, you know, also to work, in, you know, in collaboration with other, you know, other standards organizations and, and bodies out there. So 100%, uh, um, you know, we achieved 100%, I think, of what we wanted to achieve in the first year of the event. That's great. And Pascal, how about you? Was there anything that kind of like really stuck out as a key takeaway from you? Well, I think that the whole industry is grappling, you know, what is network as a service and is network as a service really going to take off? And I think it's apparent that you saw many, many sessions and keynotes and presentations about network as a service. What is network as a service? And can there a definition in MEF's industry blueprint will help clarify that? And I think at the end of the day that, you know, What's most important is that enterprises want to buy like a utility. They want to buy as a service, which means that they don't have to own, operate, maintain any of those kind of services, network services. And really they expect that the provider, the NAS provider maintains and refreshes the technologies and operates and manages it and runs it much like a utility that you get, you know, you buy today, or it'd be water, you know, sewage electrical. It's the same idea. So I think. The key areas that I think for takeaways, of course, the small and medium enterprises would like that because they really don't have the expertise. The question is, what about the multinationals and large enterprises? Will they buy that? And the answer is, I think, yeah, maybe. And they might buy parts of it. And will NAS also be you know, sold in little parts and pieces? It, like, it doesn't have to be bundled with a whole bunch of things. But we do, I do believe that NAS, the modern NAS, because Network as a Service has been around for a decade, the modern net Network as a Service, NAS, is really about you know an underlay network that's elastic, but now with the overlays of application assuring, uh, insurance assurance, and and three with that same overlay adding cybersecurity, and I think those that's kind of what's kind of merging out as whatever is agreeing upon, and obviously the destinations are cloud, so everything about a cloud is very important. So I think that's kind of the big takeaways I got from from you know many of the sessions there. Mm -hmm. So that, if I can just add to that, Pascal, uh, you know, we had some great enterprise participation, enterprise panels and so on. And it was interesting to hear some skepticism as well, right? Some skepticism as to, you know, whether the operators will really deliver, you know, on these great promises and some of those consumption models that are being talked about. You know, I, I know that's, you know, at least one of the gentlemen saying, I, I wouldn't buy it that way. So I, I think, you know, it, it, it you know, it, 
really a, a value of the event was to sort of bring that community together and to and to you know give those perspectives all in one place. Yeah, I think it's a really key point, and I know you guys have done um, some work in terms of being able to get more of that enterprise perspective into what Matt's working on, and specifically the launch of the Enterprise Leadership Council, which was announced at, at the show. Um, so what, what can you tell us about that, Pascal, about kind of how that's going to come about and, and how it's going to work with math moving forward? The Enterprise Leadership Council is, I think, a very important aspect of the membership currently, because really today we have a lot of great vendors and or technology providers, service providers, and so on in our membership. But what we're missing is really an enterprise voice at the table. And what we try want to do now, since we you know we have a technology advisory board, we've got the board of directors, and we've also announced the CEO advisory board. But I think what the enterprise leadership council brings to us is what's the point of their point of view about what's important to them, and as they look to NAS service, what do they really care about? As Kevin talked about, you know there are concerns about delivery models, but pricing models too. You know usage versus. Uh, pay-as-you-go versus subscriptions, flat subscription fees. How will they literally automate it to a point where it's a frictionless environment for them? And this, this leadership council is really there to give us the use cases and to really help us understand what they think is important to them. So today, we announced at g and &E, I think, four um, enterprises, multinational, large enterprises, I would say. And I think we also have to think about as we grow that leadership council, how we'll add in the right constituents that really help us understand all points of views in different segments, different verticals. And that's kind of what we're now growing is how will that verticals and the segments really look like to really get a really a, a, a full point of view how how they want to consume their NAS services. Yeah, and from an enterprise benefit perspective, you know, these these businesses, they they will always have one-to-one -one conversations with their main service providers that they're dealing with. But, um, you know, the ELC uh, and, and, and the, their participation at the G&E event really gave them access to some of the largest chief product or, you know, the, a, a whole selection of chief product officers, officers from many different operators around the world. So they were basically able to get their voice to a very broad provider audience, you know, in a very efficient way. So obviously when you form something like that, you want to make sure that they're getting good value as well and not just, you know, math getting feedback. Yeah, of course. That makes, that makes sense. Um, and I suppose that like, kind of in a way that feedback is valuable because it means that you can pass it on and kind of amplify that voice as well. Right. Um, and just kind of give people, a, yeah, a clearer idea of, uh, of what their needs are and what their wants are, which is definitely super important. Um, I think another thing that you guys unveiled at the show that's going to be really important moving forward is the um, the NAS blueprint. Um, so that's yeah, it's been out about a month now. Um, what's the what's the reaction been? Have you had any feedback? Is there kind of like future iterations of that blueprint in the works? Um, Kevin, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah, I'll let uh, Pascal in a second talk about maybe the contents of it and why it's important. But uh, we're getting great feedback. Again, it comes back to some of my original comments that you know, the industry needs leadership. We put this, we put a sort of stake in the ground saying, here's our initial vision on, on the evolution network of service in terms of the services, automation platforms required to deliver the ecosystem piece and so on. And we wanted to point, um, you know, member, we wanted to point 
the 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 uh, the reader to some of the standards that are available in the industry. So, you know, we're very much at an early stage of of feedback gathering. We're we're reaching out to the to the industry to our membership to get very detailed feedback on the on the uh, on the blueprint. Um, but so far, I think the the um, the general feedback is it's an excellent framework for the industry to move forward. It's like a baseline. It's like a platform that can be involved, and we can hopefully see the the industry sort of snap to that in terms of general direction and so on and so forth. So overall, we're getting you know we got very significant downloads on our website, um, uh, and and also um, you know very very good geographic. Um, uh, download, you know, the, the, where the downloads are coming from is quite diverse geographically. With respect to where we're going with it, it's an iterative thing. Uh, we'll we'll do another uh, revision of this um, early, you know, in the first quarter, I guess, of 2024. Uh, there could be another one in 2024, but we are planning uh, TBD on the timing. We are planning a state of the industry report sometime in 2024. It could be at G&E 24. We launched that. So the state of the industry report for network as a service, where you know, we'll be we'll be kind of reporting on, you know, the state of NAS offerings, uptake, deployments, the kinds of services that are being offered, and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, so it's it's doing what it's designed to do in the in the short term here. That's excellent. And Pascal, yeah, why don't you tell us more about kind of the content and and what the report looks like? Well, I think the blueprint is very critical and important because it's trying to get everybody on the same page. And, you know, standards are all about really enabling people to have common language, terminologies, but it goes beyond that. Uh, it also allows testing certification, so we know that all of this plugs uh, together and works together. And what we're seeing in the NAS ecosystem is that service providers have to connect to each other. They have to create this global fabric to the enterprises that look like globally. So they really have to connect to each other. They have to depend on their suppliers, you know, and all of their various partners to help in, in this NAS offering to their enterprises. And so there are many, many layers to this NAS blueprint. Um, you know, there's obviously, we talked about, you know, the four themes of the NAS blueprint is basically on-demand transport connectivity. So we cover all of our standards around, you know, carry Ethernet, layer one connectivity services, and then and even internet IP is very, very important. And that includes, you know, 5G fixed wireless access and so on the other, all the other areas too. And then off, the second area is application assurance. So SD-WAN, slicing, they're all about making sure the application, you know, works correctly. And then finally, cybersecurity, the, the, big, the big buzz in the industry is SASE. And SASE is really comprised of, you know, SSE, ZTNA, and SD-WAN coming together in a SASE framework. And then finally, multi-cloud. Everybody wants to be able to go to clouds. And so how do you get to all kinds of clouds, not only SaaS clouds and fast clouds, but even just even getting to the ability to go to distributed clouds and you know, all the various, every, every offering is becoming a cloud. So how do you get to all of these kind of clouds, whether it be at the edge or the region and so on. And those four themes really come together where we've published a lot of standards. We have full automation across all these four areas in our automation APIs, and we've kind of released in total, you know, 100 plus standards from MEF. And we're at, you know, 70 active projects that continuously evolve this NAS part and layers. And one of them, obviously, and we'll probably cover this is our certification, very critical, and our automation that allows everything to be frictionless from right from the enterprise 
right to the whole partner ecosystem, be fully, fully automated and have this frictionless experience that it just, everything just works. And, um, and, and then what came out of it also is the ability to observe and to be able to get visibility from the enterprise. They want to see what's going on. They, they, they want to have an active view about what's really happening in their NAS offering and all those service kind of agreements that they have problems to. So I think all of this is kind of what the NAS blueprint puts together. And an ecosystem is critical in all this because it's really one big ecosystem operating as a NAS service uh, to these enterprises. Oh, thanks, Pascal. I think you mentioned that um, there's a really like uh, sassy um, is like <laughs> quite a big like buzzword right now. I think everyone wants to talk about. Um, you guys partnered with Cyber Ratings to launch the first um, sassy product and services uh, certification, right? Um, and that was another announcement from the event. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? Like kind of how uh, do you imagine that being used? Has, have you had any kind of um, people start to use it yet? Uh, yeah, what, what, what more can you tell us about the certification? Well, we had announcements of 16 technology providers and service providers who have come together to launch the certification. That was a big, big announcement. And we named seven of the top, six of the top technology providers of that technology, which is SDN, SSC, ZTNA coming together as SASE. And it was really, really well received. And then the technology, the service providers of the board who are also agreed that this is very important. And so all of that has been, you know, gone into a beta program. So the beta program is launched. And really what it does, it it's more not about abiding to standards. It's really about confidence in the market. You know, today, no one knows, enterprises don't know if they're secure. They don't know if the applications are performing right. So is there some third-party house that could test all of these services instead of the enterprise, you know, have to test it themselves to make sure it works right? And really, that's what MESS certification is about. The SASE certification is about bringing confidence to the market that a third-party house, being MEP and cyber ratings, have tested the service from the service provider and the technology from the technology provider to work correctly. And it's not just a one-time certification because cybersecurity is not a one-time thing. So it's a continuous model that basically allows this continuous certification, like a CICD process in cloud technologies. So it's a continuous integration, continuous test model. And basically, we project out scores. Instead of just a pass-fail, we give out a rating system of scores. And that rating system is much like Moody Bonds, where from a triple A is the highest score and you know, down to you know, low scores uh, into the Cs. But more importantly, you know, we want to race to the top. We want everybody racing to the top to get the highest possible scores, which means that basically applications perform right, that the applications are classified right, that the threats, malware, innovations, exploits are really, really you know, protecting the enterprises from all of these uh, threats and and um, and and so on. And then finally, you know, the ability that they as they as they get the service, they can see and get visibility to how well that service is running because the certification, in essence, is testing. You know, all of these things I talked about and also gives us the performance. So there's a lot to this certification than just, you know, to mess standards. Of course, mess standards are part of this, but it's also finally bringing confidence up, posture, defense posture, 
from malware threats and, and exploits invasions. And finally, you know, applications are running right with SD-WAN. And that's kind of what we're, we brought to market, we're bringing the market. So in the face of, ex of impairments, does the applications perform right? And the answer would be tested for all kinds of impairments. So, so that's really the essence of the certification. It's well-received. Everybody agrees it's missing the market. That SASE, SSD, ZTNA is at a state of confusion. No one really understands the terminology. Vendors are, are pointing it their own way, just like SD-WAN was in the early days. So all of this is to kind of help to remove all that confusion and understand what, what an enterprise will buy when they buy a SaaS, so what they're getting and it's being tested by third party. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it develops. And I remember you being quite keen just to jump on your point around it, but really being like beneficial for the whole ecosystem. I remember you being quite keen, uh, Pascal, to kind of stress that the event there is not just kind of confined to testing around mass standards, but really it's open to like the whole industry, right? Um, which is definitely an, an important an important part of the puzzle. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, as you you talked to many, many that was at that event when we announced it, I think there was a very much this agreement that the industry is missing the ability to bring everybody together, to really make sassy, to create the tide to lift all the boats, you know, to really allow the industry to go forward as one. And I think that's the critical aspect. Kevin, anything you'd say on the certification that we haven't touched on? No, I think Pascal uh, covered it quite eloquently. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> well, let's um, let's take a look to the future then. Um, so, 2024. I think you already mentioned there's going to be another um, global NASA event, which I'm sure will be will be well received after a great first year. Um, but what else is going to be kind of key, top of mind for Matt as we head into 2024? Uh, I think that um, you know, look, we have a lot of lot of education to do. Our success in the carrier Ethernet space over many years is great, but it poses problems because we're still seen by many as uh, the guys that you know built the Ethernet standards and certifications and so on, and they're unaware of you know maybe the automation work and now the network as a service work that we're doing. So I think you know you'll see us repositioning MEF around NAS over the course of the year, gradually, and and changing the image. Um, I think that you know our strength. Uh, is really as a collaboration platform. You know, you look at the different parties we're bringing together. You know, the ecosystem uh, standards is one thing we do, and and uh, but we have you know programs to engage. We have events, educational programs, and so on. So I think you know, get getting that word out uh, over the course of the year and beyond is is what we're going to be focusing on. Yeah, and and I think what we'll find is that NAS or NAS will continue to evolve. Obviously, we got so many active projects, and also you know we'll be like we'll be talking about how to implement NAS in a much much more detailed way, and how allowing providers to take the parts that they really want because that we don't want to look at NAS as only one one way to deliver it. We don't want NAS to be just described one way. Let me put it that way. NAS is going to be a service bundle. Sometimes a provider will take, you know, just underlays and overlays, and that's it. Sometimes it'll take underlay over cybersecurity. It might take, it might add IoT to it. So there are many flavors about the use cases of what NAS will look like. In our blueprint, we've covered some of those use cases. I think you'll see those use cases expand. Like blockchain is very critical, as you were seeing blockchain is being emerging throughout all industries. And I think you'll see much, much more evolution to our NAS blueprint as launched in GNE. And I think by the end of 24, you will see 
all these active projects that we get going on, we'll be filling in some of the blanks that are currently, you know, I wouldn't say missing, but needs more clarity. It's going to be a busy year for you guys. Um, just before we sign off, uh, if people want to find out more um, or want to kind of like, you know, get involved in the next uh, version of the event uh, or, or anything that you're working on, where can they kind of get in touch with you? Well, Kevin at MEF.net is, is my email. Pascal at MEF.net is his email. And that's probably the, uh, the, the best couple of places to start. But, but I do believe that um, there is a lot of information on NAS on our website, MEF.net. And so if you, if, if, you know, the subscribers, listeners want to go to MEF.net, I think you'll find a lot of information from the blueprint to all what's NAS to SASE, our certification. It's, it's really well done and it continues to be updated. So, you know, keep, keep going there. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining us, guys. And thanks to everyone that's um, tuned in and listened. And this has been the Capacity C-Suite Hot Seat. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Jack. Thanks.